This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. You can quantify it and qualify it in a variety of different ways through different people's lives, through different places, through different experiences. But at its heart, at its core, it is all about the sports, the Auburn culture, and the Auburn family. Because it is about family. we got to have those members of that family here. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside me as well. In chair number two, my co-captain and yours, Mr. Austin Scott, the king of the corn dogs, at least last episode. <laughs> War Eagle Kyle, no snacks tonight. Uh, I have no shark, rebel, black bear, elephant, crimson tide uh, snacks readily available. Uh, but it was two wins for the Auburn basketball team. We'll talk about that and plenty more, I'm sure. You know what would have been a great win for you tonight is to have had another corn dog, but then like already bitten it into the shape of a shark and then just be snacking on it. Listen, you you're a very creative person, and I wouldn't put it past you. you. I mean, when you surprised me with the corn dog last week, that was well played, sir. So I kind of come ready every single episode of what are you going to throw at me next? And you always... I'm never disappointed because uh, this is why you're the best co-captain and co-host of the show. I, I, I must want something out of you if I'm being this nice. Uh, uh, we're buttering me up. So something's coming. Something um, is coming. But <laughs> very kind of you. And I, I greatly appreciate that. All right. Let's talk a little Auburn potpourri to start off the show. This is where we bounce around to just a bunch of different topics before we get into our main discussions this evening. Let's talk about probably the, as of doing this recording the most big, big and recent news, the retiring of the number 24 for Auburn women's basketball. And why are we talking about that? That is for one Dewana Bonner, who is now always was, frankly, but will forever be etched in history as an Auburn legend. Having your number retired, raised up into the rafters, there is no higher honor that you can achieve for your school as a basketball player and now she is part of that. The legacy of Vicki Orr, of Ricky yep. Bolton, of uh, Joe Champy, and, and many more. Dubwana Bonner is now officially part of that Auburn legendary history. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't be happier for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's something I think that has probably been a long time coming. Um, something we've we've all obviously known of, of Dewana as being a, a proud uh, alum of Auburn women's basketball. And uh, it's it's very special for her today. Kyle, my question to you is, does Dewana Bonner have her name in the conversation of that first women's athletic statue? Oh, she she has it in the conversation, but I, I don't know that she has some long shots. It, it, there's there's some tough, tall names that you've got to overcome in terms yep. of, uh, you know, the Ruthie Boltons, the, the, the ones I, I talk about, yep. Nikki Orr's. Uh, the nun, Susan Nunnally. I mean, I, I yeah. think in terms of what, what a great statue that would be that because of what she's meant to women's basketball. It's a great question. And, you know, one day when this campus is just filled with statues, you know, yeah. we're going <laughs> to we're going to get to the water bomber, right. I'm sure. But uh, it, even if she never got a statue, your jersey is hanging up there every time that you come back as a visitor, no longer a player, but a visitor, you're going to look up and see your number and know that not one more single player has ever touched that number. I mean, that just, 
that's for me as a former basketball player, that's like the stuff of dream for your oh, school, yeah. no less. So huge honor for Dewana Bonner. Obviously, uh, we are super excited for her and uh, happy that uh, we got to have her back on the planes here recently. A uh, little bit of football news that I'll bring up here. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more coming down the pipe soon. Uh, we are finally so close to completing the staff. We took another step towards that this past week. It was very early on in the week as we we're kind of getting into the start of a new week. New offensive coordinator for Auburn, uh, OC, Derek Nix. No matter what Mr. Lane Kiffin says, he is now officially part of the Auburn <laughs> family. And uh, listen, I love me some Lane Kiffin from time to time. He finds a way to mm. put his foot in his mouth, which is why I love mm. having him around. Uh, but, uh, I, Hey, listen, it, it's all part of the game. In my opinion, we won though. Again, we won when it came, came to Lane Kiffin. That's right. Yep. Derek Nix hired, um, despite his, his best attempts from his, uh, head coach to be retained, former head coach to be retained at Ole Miss. Um, a guy Hugh Freeze wanted and a guy he's familiar with a guy who's been at Ole Miss for a very long time. Uh, has decided to move away from Oxford and come be the offensive coordinator at Auburn. So I'm extremely excited about him. I think it's another big step for Hugh Freeze with culture, another big step for a, a staff that he believes in and a staff that he believes can uh, can do what he wants them to do. And, hey, it doesn't help that he's on the recruiting trail uh, and, and getting some big names too. So uh, really excited for him, really excited for Auburn and, and the future it holds with Derek Nix as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, there's something to be said for bringing in "quote unquote" your guy, right? And yeah. when we when we say something like that, someone you have a history with, someone that you have a lot of familiarity with, who knows what your expectations are, but also knows what type of offense you probably prefer. And so, whether it was in the conversations we've had previously about whether Philip, you know, Montgomery, former OC, was running the right things or not, or or just wasn't a good mesh, whatever, you know, that's not even a point anymore there will be no question of, well, there shouldn't be any question of alignment, a, a big buzzword that was oh, being yeah. thrown around before he even was hired as that process was coming down to a conclusion. Uh, that shouldn't be an issue with Derek Nix, but a new addition to the coaching staff and one that we're excited to see happen, even if it's at the expense of uh, one Lane Kiffin. And uh, we'll see how that animosity between Ole Miss and Auburn continues to to build a little bit more right. these days. I, I I enjoy the heck out of it. Do you think they have achieved like a, not an honorary rival status, but are, are kind of working their way towards that, the way things have been going? I would have said yes until we don't play them next year. Yeah. You know, like that that's up in the air yeah. now. And so I think that's going to kind of, it's kind of kind of damper things, I think. Um, but I mean, as we'll talk about later, there there's plenty of other spots with Auburn and Ole Miss. There seems to be different, points of ribbing alan green ended up there for a little bit alan flanagan and west flanagan are on the basketball roster now uh, it, it's definitely built up to be one of those um i would i wouldn't even put it on the lsu level of auburn rivalry oh, really no, 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 no. um but I, but i mean when you're talking about rivals you got alabama georgia and then you're down the lsu level we're already putting Ole miss under that and so yeah. it's a it's a hard hard you know totem pole to, to climb up but i mean 
Now, when you compare them to Mississippi State and other schools in the SEC, I'm like, well, yeah, I have I have much more animosity toward Ole Miss, wouldn't you say? I, I would say that. I would definitely put them in like a tier unto themselves. You know, yeah. for us, you've got the Alabama, the Georgias, the LSUs. I'd even still throw Florida up in there, even though we barely get to see them sure. in football, just because of the history there. Tennessee probably could make an argument up into that group somewhat too. But then there's like your Ole Miss, who's got enough history with us past – that whole Tuberville connection, all that sure. stuff. I mean, Hugh Freeze came from there to us. And then the recent history of everything else, even outside of football, I think it's developed into a, uh, not even a rivalry, but just an animosity that continues to to grow with each shenanigan, shall we say. Well, and let's remember, folks, no matter how much Lane Kiffin wants to get on the Twitter bird the and, and, and talk about all these things, excuse me, X, the X talk about all these all these things he wants to do and be petty and 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 act like a, a little child. This was the first time ever Ole Miss beat Auburn back in back to back seasons. Yeah, took a little bit of time. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I, my okay, they, just just don't don't bring them up to our level just yet. Just don't. Let's let's keep them in their place. We'll keep them in their aquarium or their bear trap or their or their. I don't know where. I don't know where going. else you can go but, with that, but I mean, that, it, yeah, it's confusing enough for them. Don't let it confuse. It is you. right. It, it is what it is. Let them be confusing. Uh, other thing I want to bring up tonight: a bit of a surprise this week uh, as we build towards the spring sports season and baseball getting started. Oh, baseball said, "You know what? I see football. I see basketball. Mm-hmm. Both men's and women's having some fun." Uh, why don't we make a little bit of a splash? Is the right word, but a, a statement. And we uh, decided to announce, we, like I'm on the staff or something, uh, <laughs> the, the a baseball account uh, put out on social media a surprise addition to the outfield viewing portion of Plainsman Park where students and, and any fans really can walk up and, you know, grab a, an open spot there. Good luck to you with some of the shenanigans that happen back there mm-hmm. from time to time. Uh, and watch the game from that vantage point. I've stood back there for a couple of innings and and not had a terrible time back there in terms of viewing the game. It's a little bit tough because you're eye level. But now, Austin, we're apparently going to have some type of structure. You and I were trying to figure out pre-show what to call this, but it will be an enhanced viewing ability from that outfield section with presumably no ticket needed to be purchased. Your thoughts on this uh, surprising news? Yeah, pretty interesting. We like you said, we don't quite know exactly what it is. I'm sure more information will come out, but Auburn baseball tweeted out their their progress pictures of building some a raised seating. It looks like we're Kyle and I are thinking maybe it's a little patio out there for students and and non ticket holders to to view. Now, Kyle, I think it's very ironic though, because I'll tell you my, one of my first things you I thought of that you, I think it's ironic that you said Auburn baseball made a splash because all I can think about. Yep. Is that is that this is a, a higher raised area for us to have frat boys jump into the, the, the pool, the inflatable pool out there that you and I've discussed when home runs are hit. This is what we yeah, I I'm looking for it, especially in January and well, February really is when they get yeah. really going in February in that early part of March. I, I'm I'm calling on the fraternities if it's still allowed yeah. and you put the pool out there every time a home run is hit, please. I need to see some pledge jumping in there. I and, agree. And, and here, this may get a little bit weird, me saying this, d- uh, double points if it's in a Speedo. Like, I'm just going to yeah, throw that out I'm there. I'm for it. In the cold. And 
triple points if it's 40 degrees or less out there and you do it at night time. Let's stick a diving board on this structure and go. I'm ready. <laughs> now we're just getting crazy. Look, <laughs> it, you know, they surprised us enough with uh, new seating out there or just viewing options out there that we weren't expecting to be part of this renovation. Let's not add things that are going to make it more complicated. It'll be interesting to see how this changes the perspective out there. Uh, and mm. of course, you know, we'll go out and, and check it out once that time comes as baseball season slowly, slowly approaches. That's going to do it for Auburn Potpourri. We got two major topics to discuss, a little bit of Auburn men's basketball update that is very much warranted the way they've been playing. And then we're going to talk about the announcement of the A-Day dates and the events that will be happening all around it. But first, we got to talk to you about our friends at Magic Mind. Now, you know, we've been getting really acquainted with them, and you know they are synonymous with the word energy, something that is essential for everybody, but for myself being a content creator, I have got to have the right source of energy. What I mean by the right source of energy, that energy that doesn't just, you get it and then you just you know, go off a, a cliff essentially in terms of that, those sugar rushes or whatever that aren't really necessarily good for you. So there are alternatives out there. One of those is our friends at Magic Mind. And I can tell you after personally trying it myself that their claim is true, that they can help defeat burnout and elevate your mental health. And to give you all the benefits of some of those other energy shot or drink alternatives out there, but with none of the bad stuff, they'll help improve your mental focus, help you make you more productive in a more prolonged and healthy, natural way. Magic Mind has all natural ingredients, including for those of you that have these type of sensitivities, being sugar-free or, or nut-free, or if you're on a special diet, vegan diets, paleo, keto diets, it's compatible with all that so if you're interested check it out by going and visit them at www.magicmind.com slash jan that's j-a-n jan auburn and use the code auburn a-u-b-u-r-n for 56 percent off a subscription or 20 percent off a one-time purchase make sure you do go check that out again that link is magicmind.com slash jan auburn use the code auburn for 56 percent off or 20 percent off that one time purchase austin basketball season is beyond its halfway point now i think it's fair to say right we're well into shooty hoops shooty hoops excuse me i I have to use the correct term especially when we're playing like we are shooty hoops is about halfway through the season and some would say man that auburn basketball is in mid-season for is in uh oh yeah season form at this point some would say they're scared we're peaking too early. That's how well things are go- going right now. Frankly, Auburn being 5-0 and in SEC yeah. play the night of us recording this. You know, more games coming up this week that could change that, but we'll change it in a positive way too. Um, but that's impressive. That's wins over Texas A&M, over LSU, ranked Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. Oh. Uh, I always slip into saying that sometimes. I don't feel bad about it, but it's just funny that it, it yeah. kind of slips out that way sometime. 5-0 and in SEC play, pretty good uh, results in non-conference play, which sets up Auburn as one of the best teams in college basketball now, and everyone is finally starting to notice it. The commentators, the rankings people, yep. everything in between. How does it feel? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, I think you couldn't have asked for a better start, obviously, when you're 5-0 and to conference play for Auburn basketball, but the way they've done it, um, double digit wins uh, all over the place, dominating wins on the road and at home. Uh, it's been 
incredible to see how this team has gelled together. This team works really well. Uh, doesn't matter who's sharing the who's sharing the points for the night. Doesn't matter which who's going off on which night. Uh, the team is just finding ways to win and is doing it pretty consistently. So really exciting. I don't think they've truly been tested yet. I think the schedule's about to get tougher. Uh, and we're about to see kind of where this team is at when they're playing some people more on their level. I know Ole Miss was ranked. I'm not sure Ole Miss should be ranked. Uh, I'm not sure they should have been ranked ever. Um, but <laughs> I think we're about to see where this team is at um, and, and get a bigger or a better specific understanding of just how good they are. This team's good. They're about to be one of the top 10 teams in the country come tomorrow morning. However, we're about to see where the kind of rubber meets the road and, and some teams get more on their level uh, competitively. So yeah, uh, you couldn't ask for any better if you're Bruce Pearl and the staff. And and I, and I that's something Bruce Pearl, everything I just said is something Bruce Pearl has, has been very consistent on. It's tempering expectations. Losses are going to happen in college basketball. Right. Uh, Auburn is not about to w- go all the way through April and win every game. True. Um, but and and they they probably don't need to. Um, however, it's really exciting where they're at right now. I can't wait to see where they're at. I, two big games this week. I'm excited to see. Yeah, and one of the things that I'm trying to wrestle with here is what is working so well. Like, is it is it one mm-hmm. specific thing that has transpired to really crank that notch up because they weren't playing bad to start off the season. If you remember, they took Baylor all the way down to the wire and had they made some free throws, we might be talking Mm -hmm. about that as their signature win of the year. Baylor having for most of the year so far been ranked ahead of them. And then the app state thing, you know, that that's shown that they can be susceptible, but even since it's like, since that loss, it's like the dial was cranked up and it was this team realized maybe their potential can you pinpoint one thing or, or something that you think is the most the biggest reason why they're having so much success currently i, I think it's really cliche but uh, when you look at the leading score last night having 13 points everybody's okay with the minutes they're playing everybody's okay with the touches they're getting everybody's okay riding whoever's the hot hand that night and i don't want to sound all you know emotionally and cliche about auburn and that everybody loves everybody but I think they're okay with sharing the yeah. love and they're sharing with who's who's good getting how many minutes, who's getting, you know, nobody's feeling like they need to be the hero. Nobody's feeling like they need to be the one taking the shots at, you know, in crucial moments. Right. And it works. And I think that is probably the biggest piece of evidence for those guys to keep buying into that mentality is everything's working. Everything is exactly how it should be going. You keep doing this. You keep having this mindset about the team instead of, you know, this group needs to get this many minutes, this group needs to get this many shots, then I think it's going to keep working. Um, you know, at some point, there'll have to be some a decision on who's going to take this shot when the game's on the line or who's going to take this shot when we need this moment. And I think right now, you, we'd probably have a couple of guys we would say are going to, mm-hmm. but you can't pinpoint someone exactly right now. I think that helps this team and helps uh, prevent other teams from being able to plan against them. But if I had to ask you and push you to pick a Jalen Williams. Oh, wow. That quick. <laughs> Jalen Williams. Yeah. Everything he touches goes in right now. So Jalen Williams. <laughs> Listen, uh, I will fight anybody to the death over trying to claim as the biggest Jalen Williams fan. I have had a blast just yep. watching him flourish this season. And 
it's not often that you tell a player or ask a player to be more aggressive and maybe be a little bit more selfish. And he's found a way to do that and still be Jalen Williams. Folks, uh, last night on the broadcast, uh, the Saturday game for Ole Miss, the ranked victory, the commentators used what has been the hashtag we have been trying to push. Hashtag, well, they said he just does Jalen Williams things. And they said that, and I started screaming. I was like, somebody's listening. Well, they probably just thought of it themselves. They're going to claim it. <laughs> but hashtag Jalen Williams things. He doesn't just score, folks. He passes the ball well. Everything. He, he does the rebound. I mean, it, it has been so rewarding as a fan to see someone stick around, do their job, take second fiddle. Folks, he was the backup to Jabari Smith yeah. after he was pushing for starting time the year before Jabari got here. You don't see stories like that that often. Yeah, you see the great stories of someone taking a backseat and doing it for the team and being honored in some way, but then you don't often see them do that and then become, quote unquote, the star in a sense. So, especially not in today's world, not in today's college, right? College sports, right? And and so to me, the superstar right now is Jalen Williams, but without being Jalen Williams, because he's putting up these great numbers, which we've been all known he's capable of, but then you've got who would be the superstar and is still in my mind, Janai broom. Cause he's got the most NBA perspective talent and, and, you know, future as of this moment, he's kind of taken a back seat. And a lot of the times the trend has been, he's just going to have a quiet first half and then he's just going to turn it on in the second half and just make it impossible for anybody to do anything in the paint with him down there. So yeah. it's been fun to watch every night. Somebody is becoming the guy and it rotates on a more regular basis. You know, you used to see back when Jabari, it'd be Walker one night, it'd be Jabari one night uh, or, or, and then it, they'd kind of rotate, but you know, we're one night we're talking about Chad Baker, Mazzara. The other night we're talking about, uh, Jalen Williams, then it's Janai, then KD's right. having the best night. Like it, it just, I think it's as simple as that. This team is just unselfish and, and they're selfish enough to know when someone's got to take the reins, but outside of that, they're just playing good team basketball. Is it just yeah. that simple? I, it seems like it, it seems like everything's been working that way. And so I don't see why it won't continue to work you know at some point there's going to be just some cold nights i'm sure uh but everybody's okay with everybody and taking the shots they want to take right now yeah. and i think the more that we hear coach bruce pearl continue to emphasize the unselfishness of this team the more that it fuels them so it's exciting yeah as a last part about our basketball discussion i do want to acknowledge uh the the one of the bigger storylines of the week other than auburn getting a ranked win and, and being sole possession of the sec right now uh, we did welcome back Wes and Alan Flanagan uh, to the Plains yeah. at, from Ole Miss. And uh, to say the reception was warm would be a lie. To say that it was the worst it could have been <laughs> would also be a lie as well. Um, I, I would say we've had some questions about this on our own social media and even pre-show here about our feelings on him getting booed and stuff like that. I, I think where you and I both fall in this is that we – feel that there should just be kind of an understanding that there's going to be a little bit of animosity there, but also let's not take it too far. Um, he did not have a great night, <laughs> nor did anybody else yeah. from Ole Miss. So it's not like he was the one that had the bad night. He probably had one of the better nights. 
uh, from the Ole Miss team. I, I, we put out a little, you know, post game score tweet and said, do you think he misses, you know, capital M I M S S us more mm. than we, does he miss us more than we miss him. And uh, you know, people get their feelings all up in a, in a ruffle about that. It, it's just one of those things like, Hey, look, I'm glad to see a Auburn graduate come back. Happy. We uh, reminded him who's, who's boss, but <laughs> just a weird little thing, you know, it is. And, and we talked about it a little bit together and, and in pre-show, you know, he went to follow his dad and he had one last year and, you know, he gave a lot to Auburn. And like you said, he graduated from Auburn. A, 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 some, some mild ribbing is expected. I don't think anything was too bad. We talked about, he, he did have a little bit of a knee scare there for yeah. a second. And outside of a couple bozos, everybody was incredibly respectful. So I hope Alan and the Flanagan family enjoyed their trip back home. I hope that they, you know, outside of the basketball game and, and getting a beat down on them. I hope that they enjoyed everything normally. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll, Alan wants to beat Auburn. I mean, there's no question about it. He's a graduate, but he wants, you know, of course, why wouldn't you? And so they'll, he'll be, they'll be amped up ready for when Auburn makes the return trip to Oxford. But, yeah. um, all in all, Auburn gets the win and we're okay with it. And that's all that really matters at the end of it. Auburn is as of this, uh, podcast recording five and O in sole control of the sec. And Ian, no matter what highs or lows come, we're still playing really well right now. Are they seven and no next time we record? Oh, you gonna do this to me? Uh, yes. No, I'm gonna say no. Only because. Which one? Uh, oh well, it'd be Alabama would be the likely one, just because I think they're better than Mississippi State. What if I told you I'm going to Alabama? Oh no, you did not get a ticket to that. Oh, I'm, so I'm going close. to the airplane hangar. The airplane hangar. Well, you know, book your boarding pass and uh, be sure to also make sure you don't get lost in the portals that are continuously open there for uh, oh, nice, Alabama. nice. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get a report back from you next week about your experience there. So that'll be a good little spot for Auburn Potpourri next time around. So I'll be looking forward to that. Yep. I'm going to be honest with you folks. This, this one for me is, is what I'm most excited about. And most of you are like, Kyle, come on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, you know, it's more fun to just talk about football in general. It's more fun to talk about, you know, how the, well, the basketball team is doing. The reason that we started E2C Network, the reason that we do the Auburn Experience podcast, the flagship show of everything that we do across our content platform, is about what we preach, living the whole of the Auburn Experience. There is no better day when it's done right, and it's. I feel like this is going to be one of those years barring any monsoons that want to come through again where a day yes but a day weekend is the quintessential auburn experience i would maybe say homecoming is probably weekend may have a a run if it's again if it's done right and the weather's not terrible which it might be this year because it's on september 14th which will be the scorching sun (laughs) Ah, don't get me started on that again that's what we should have talked about in potpourri that'll be a gripe for another day A-Day, officially, A-Day weekend, uh, the 5th through the 7th of April, 
April 6th will be the A-Day game. Folks, what you can expect so far on tap, because they usually have more things going on than this, but in terms of sports, of course, a Saturday, April 6th football spring game. But all weekend, Auburn baseball will be in town. Auburn softball will be in town. And I believe it is men's tennis that will be in town, one of the tennis teams as well. Boys and girls, saddle up. Let's have some fun on A-Day weekend. I am pumped, Austin. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a great weekend. It, I think that's genius by Auburn to schedule it then. Uh, have as many people around as you can. Pray for beautiful weather, and uh, it'll be a blast, I'm sure. I'm really excited about it. It's not on the Masters weekend. <laughs> it's not on Easter weekend. Huge win, and we are very excited about that. I hope there tons of people come onto the plains and give plenty of tax dollars for your local residents. Uh, well, okay. Now, all right. Now listen, no, no <laughs> personal plugs right now. Uh, yeah. That's been one of the biggest gripes. Is it falling on Easter weekend Yeah, on the master's weekend? Because those two things never coincide, right? Like they're always separate weekends. Do I have that correct? Uh, maybe outside of a couple instances, okay. but yeah, I think so. So the problem is, is that you want to get this spring game in in the right spot, but you have to find a way to squeeze it either before, after, or in between these two big events that probably don't always coincide on the same weekend. And one, obviously, more important than the others. I'm not talking about the Masters. I was about to say, that's Easter, folks. Right, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. But this year, we're not going to have that problem. It's going to be on to, unto itself, Auburn, all weekend and, and i've long said that i think it's a mistake if it's po- if it's not possible i understand but if you don't have every single auburn team uh available on campus that weekend i know it would make for things hectic scheduling wise and stuff like that but that's what this should be this to me this should be the big auburn event every year football season yeah. is is unto itself every game you're going to have a, a mecca back coming back here but to be about the auburn experience about being an auburn family there's no better place to be than here on a day weekend to me at least yeah when i was growing up one of my best friends um and still one of my best friends is a is a massive mississippi state fan they are a big family big they all live in starkville now is a big deal he always talked about growing up. There's, it's called. They call it Super Bulldog Weekend, and it's yeah. their spring game. But it's always a big. They make sure they have a big baseball series, which baseball's king over there. And then you know there was always like a uh, a softball weekend or a softball series, of course, and then something else around it. But I always thought, why doesn't everybody do that? Why Why would you not make something big about and help out these other sports and the yeah. programs that don't get the attendance, and and just make it as big of a weekend as you can. Um, and so I'm glad that it looks like this weekend could be that super Auburn weekend for mm-hmm. Auburn. And, uh, and I can't wait to see, I hope that there's such a good turnout that becomes more of a regular thing. Yeah. And listen, sometimes it's tough to schedule everything on the same weekend, simply because especially like track and field for me, one thing, I know people don't look, put that on their calendar. Like I'm not oblivious to that, but I would encourage folks if it ever lines up to you. I remember one eight day weekend where it was nice to just kind of mosey over yeah. there in between things and just go see what's going on. There's some fun stuff happening. And for a program that probably gets one of the fewest pieces of attention to it, 
that's a great weekend to do that because it lasts pretty much all day for two days, usually maybe a third day if it's a big enough meet. Auburn's got a great facility, Hutzel Rosen. Yeah. That, that's what you want is an opportunity for people to explore more than just the football, more than just that. So that's what you can expect. Football, baseball, softball, tennis. I, I wonder if we're going to get, you know, announcements of uh, other things or will they uh, I, I don't know uh, to me there there's going to be something else especially with the team of um the a- athletics facility where i forget what their title is like the i think it's the fan experience crew now is basically yeah. what you it seems like they've always got something up their sleeve could we get another eagle flight uh, at a baseball game for that week smart that would be do you know the series we can do some quick research do you, you know do who the they're playing? i i think it was Ole Miss, which kind of leads into our discussions from earlier in the show about Ole Miss. uh, That would be classic. You know, (laughs) kind of being a more relevant thing for Auburn these days. Um, I don't remember exactly. Austin can look that up. Remind Uh, me the weekend, Kyle. The weekend would be the 5th through the 7th. and Tennessee comes to town. Tennessee for baseball? I think you're definitely going to have some 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 surprises that weekend from the fan experience crew. That I mean, that's a huge series. Oh man, that is going to be so much fun. The way they've acted up over the last couple of years. Woo we. Let's do a quick research Uh, of Auburn softball, but I I mean, you should do that. That's Um, the perfect. I mean, you can't ask for many more opponents that you would like to have that weekend, right? That is true. I mean, Alabama would be perfect, but at the well, same time, but in in terms of relevancy to that sport, Tennessee is going to be up there. While you're looking that up, I, I very rarely take comments from our live recording, but I'm going to, first of all, because he handed out a super chat too. So thank you so much, Thomas. But he brings up a great point. Why not do an all-inclusive ticket for sports on A-Day? Well, first of all, if you do that for the amount that football can accept, you won't be able to have enough space in softball. I can guarantee that. True. And baseball too. But it's not a bad idea to have a certain number of all-inclusive ticket options for that. Um, boy, would that have everything filled up? Because I would 100% take that up. You know, Even if it's like a standing room only thing for yeah. baseball and softball. Um, tennis can't hold it all. But tennis is free anyway, so it doesn't. that doesn't really matter. But it's not a bad idea. I mean, would you be up for something like that? Yeah, I mean, when you think about eight days, usually like a max of ten dollars, right? And then you, uh, yeah, fifteen, maybe something. I like think that. it's, I think it's still five for for the five. Game. Yeah, okay. Well, let's say you know five dollars for all three Auburn baseball, softball, and Auburn football. You're looking at fifteen dollars. Maybe you'd tack on a little extra because it's why not? Because well, twenty dollars, yeah, twenty 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 five dollars. I think you'd see a lot of people do that, and a lot of people That's make true. a weekend out of it. Auburn softball is going to be hosting the War Eagle Classic that weekend, playing Georgia Tech and Louisiana Tech, which mm-hmm. should be, you know, not SEC games, but should be a really good competition. Auburn softball is an incre- incredibly intimate atmosphere out there. Yep. So I think I think that's a not a bad ticket idea. I, I, I'm wondering if it's something maybe they'll play around with and think about after they see how many people come for a big weekend like this. So you heard it here first. So when the idea comes around, you heard it on the Auburn Experience podcast, yeah. and you're welcome. Auburn administration right. for, the, for the ideas up there, Mr. Hobart. But, you're you're welcome. We're, we're just doing the we're just doing the work over here, and, and no charge, no charge whatsoever <laughs> for all the work. Just over don't here. make us pay. Exactly. <laughs> that's the charge. We just get in free from now on. That's all we want. I uh, know that's not a huge ask, 
it really is. But um, regardless of that, the, the, the main thing you guys need to take away from this news this week, the fifth through the seventh, no Easter conflicts, no um, master's conflicts. We are all going to be hoping for great weather. When I say great, I'm thinking like a Ooh. high of 80, low 80s, you oh, know, maybe maybe a high 60s overnight, just clear with the skies with maybe some clouds rolling in at just sunset, just sunset yeah. over there in the baseball and softball stadiums. Just Ooh. my goodness. And just talk mm. about a banner day for uh, Auburn Opelika Tourism Board. So we're just doing work for everybody at yes. this point. We're calling upon the weather, everything else. Y'all just ask us and we'll come up with the ideas. With That's that, right. <laughs> that is your A-Day information that you need. I'm sure we'll be talking about that more in the near future. That's going to do it for Episode 63 of the Auburn Experience Podcast. We've had fun talking about these things. If you want to talk more with me, you can find me on the X at Kyle Loomis 24 Austin, where can I find you? At Austin G. Scott. Hit me up and uh, tell me what snacks I need for our two wins after basketball next week. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, we appreciate you being uh, here with us, hanging out with us, and talking more about the Auburn experience. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.